Fred the Alien Productions wishes to advise that the following episode of Fred Watch contains discussion points that may trigger upsetting thoughts and feelings for some listeners. Audience discretion is encouraged. Warning, spoilers ahead. Why do you rich fucking white people insist on seeing every socio-political conflict through the myopic lens of your own self-actualization? This isn't about you. So either get with it or get out of the fucking way. Watch your mouth, buddy. <laughs> Remember who's on whose hand here. But that's what I... Have you not been fucking listening? We are in all right, all in a right, way. Wait, right. wait, wait, no, please. I don't want to go back. <laughs> I can't go, I can't go back. Please, please, I'm sorry. Are you gonna behave yourself? Yes, sir. Look at me. Yes, sir. That's better. Good evening and welcome to television. Hello. Hey. Hey there. Hey. Whoa. I'm Philip Hunting. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm a Wayne Stellini. And welcome to Fred Watch, where we view and review everything from the mainstream to the obscure. How wonderful is it to be in the same studio again? Yay! <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? It has. It has been a while yep. since we've had our regular Fred Watch series. Yes. All together again. All together again. <laughs> Exactly, and lovely. But Kendall, what's a highlight that you've engaged with since our last podcast? Oh my gosh, it was very hard to just pick one thing <laughs> because I've spent a lot of my spare time watching many different films and, <laughs> and TV shows. Uh, but one uh, that naturally has caught my eye recently is The Essex Serpent. Ooh. This is a series on Apple TV Plus based on a book set in the late 1800s. Starring Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> oh, you like him, do you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> really? It would have thunk. Yeah, starring Tom Hiddleston and Claire Danes. And it kind of focuses on this seaside town in Essex that's kind of been besieged by this mythical serpent, whether or not it's real Ooh. or not, they, we don't know. Um, Tom Hiddleston plays the local vicar who's trying to keep everyone on the scene and right. <laughs> path yeah whereas the vicar that's directly under him is just like no no lock your doors say your prayers the devil <laughs> has come to Essex and and Claire Danes is playing this naturalist who's come to like you know do some archaeology and figure out if it's real or not real and bring the science in so it's kind of a science versus faith sort of hysteria versus what's real and it's it's a fascinating show on on just kind of those themes and and the human the human brain and the nature of things. And, um, yeah, period drama. Just, hello. Gorgeous, gorgeous. <laughs> you do like your period dramas, don't I you? I do, I yes. do, I do. And it's, yeah, it's it's wonderful and superbly acted as oh, well. Oh, nice. So highly recommended? Definitely recommend. Amazing. Philip. Yes. What about yourself? Highlight of something you've watched. I have been watching, so still getting through The Clone Wars, but we'll <laughs> Yeah, that for so, you know, it's been a while, Phil, but some while. things have never changed. Some yeah, go on. There's a lot. There's a lot of it. Um, but I've been watching recently a little YouTube series called Dimension 20, A Star Struck Odyssey. Oh, wow. Okay. It is a bunch of people playing D&D online. <laughs> um, Sounds so, riveting. No. <laughs> playing the tabletop D&D Online, not playing D and D online. That's yeah, yeah. Just for the nerds. So it's it's similar to Critical Role. It is 
very much inspired by Critical Role. Oh, so, nice. so some of the people that were in Critical Role, they sometimes do sort of oh, that's um, cool. crossovers and that. But it's actually the mob from College Humor. Oh, cool. Um, so they are, yeah, they've, they've got a, a world they call Dimension 20, and they do different stories with different, you know, different people and different groups and all that. And this one is set in the future, and it is actually based on the DM's mother's book series. Oh, oh. it's a sci-fi comedy um, called Starstruck Odyssey. That's cool. And, uh, yeah, they're now playing in her world. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of fun, and yeah, just really funny. Really, it's very much the sort of campaign I'd like to be part of. It's, mm. um, the DM is amazing, and he just he's like. He says yes to just about everything, um, <laughs> uh, so long as the dice are in your favour. <laughs> and yeah, just so much fun to watch. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's what I've been watching along with the Globals. Uh, <laughs> Wayne, cool. what have you been watching? Look, Phil, just as predictable as you are with mm-hmm. um, your D and D, Clone Wars. And Kendall with Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I've also been predictable, and um, you know, watching one of my favourite franchises, which is the James Bond franchise. Nice. So yeah, definitely got into that. Revisited that. Some documentaries along the way as oh, well cool. about it, leading up to the latest James Bond movie, which I hadn't seen before, which was No Time to Die. Yeah. A lot was made out of this because it was Daniel Craig's last venture in the role, and you know, there was a, he was supposed to have retired a few movies before, but mm-hmm. you know, I guess money speaks, but. Mm-hmm. Also, he's such a great actor and a mm. wonderful choice to play James Bond. He has this wonderful balance in it. His James Bond has a bit more depth uh, than some of the other um, sure. portrayals. And No Time to Die was really good. It was a throwback and an homage to one of my all-time favourite James Bond movies called On Her Majesty's Secret Service with George Lazenby as James Bond, also one of my favourite James Bond actors. And so that was really nice to see, a bit more of a modern telling, but it, still it's its own movie. I'm not sure how I felt about the ending originally, <laughs> ending a little controversial, um, but based on how I know they've sort of treated Daniel Craig as James Bond and where they're taking the franchise... I am okay with it. <laughs> Good. Not instantly, but I am okay with it. And I look forward to seeing what the next actor who plays James Bond is going to bring to the table. Mm. Speaking of which, though, Philip, what have you brought to the table? What are we reviewing today, mate? Today we're reviewing Bo Burnham's answer to 2020, Inside. Tell us about it, Janet. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, have a look around. Bo Burnham in 21 made something to astound. He wrote up a stage show, but then was locked down. So we asked Netflix to back him, and then he went to town. Welcome to his Netflix show, it's got skits and songs. He's holding up a mirror to what Bo Burnham finds wrong. It's zany and it's funny, we're inside Bo's brain. The tempo's getting faster, now Bo's going insane. It roasts the internet, all the good and bad. A communist sock puppet, call your mother getting sad. Three Emmys, a Grammy, and critics delight. So, Kendall, what do you think of Inside Tonight? 
Well, I don't know how I'm going to follow that, to be honest. <laughs> what an intro. Indeed. <laughs> what an intro. Look, I, uh, it's no secret uh, amongst some of my friends that this is a, a special I'm a huge fan of. Uh, it was my pretty much my first exposure to Bo Burnham. I've been aware of him uh, in the comedy scene because I do like my comedy. But I'd never watched any of his stand-up specials that are already on Netflix before this one came out. Uh, and I'd seen him in a, like a movie or two, I think, here and there. But yeah, never really engaged too deeply into his stuff. And so having this as my window, my doorway in to, to Bo Burnham is, is, wow. I don't know how you top this, to be mm-hmm. honest. It's... Yeah, I, I, lo- I love it so much. Yeah, it, it definitely... <laughs> I, I tell people when I recommend it, I just say I think it's the best thing to come out of COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, there's been so many good and... Well, well good and bad things, mm-hmm. obviously, to come out of COVID, but in terms of creativity and artistry, this is like... This is just... I don't know, you can't really... Imagine there's no heaven. <laughs> oh, don't. Let's not. <laughs> let's not do that. Let's leave that in 2020. Um, this is one of the, yeah, this is just one of the best things. And for, for especially for him to have been a, a you know, a, someone struggling with mental health mm. before lockdown, um, you know, and not being able to perform live and then going, oh, I'm going to perform live again. And then now <laughs> I'm inside again, you know, it just, and then just to bring this out is just it's just it's just stunning like i just i can't i can't really i'm almost speechless because i just i don't know how to find the right words to say how good this is because it's just it had such an effect on me and i when i first like when i first watched it i had to wait until we came out of a lockdown Mm. to watch it because and i'm glad i did because when i watched it the first time which wasn't for this podcast i should mention but so this is my second viewing but when i watched it the first time i was like okay i'm glad i didn't watch this Mm. when we were still inside because Mm. it would have yeah, because like the lockdowns in 2020 didn't... Sorry, 2021, I should mm. say, when this came out. didn't go well for me, and sorry, I'm glad. But, um, mm. yeah, but it's just... It's a fascinating time capsule mm. of what we all went through. Mm. Absolutely. It, it's funny because um, he is in America, and the lockdowns were starting to ease up by the time this came out in mm. America. Yeah. We were heading into our second third maybe fourth, fourth round of lockdowns like by that. the time this actually came out yeah. so yeah. It was like, yeah i think you're right it was so poignant to australians yeah, <laughs> very much. And, I, and i think especially because uh, i know phil you live a bit more rurally than mm-hmm. um kendall and i do uh but you know you definitely experienced lockdowns mm-hmm. kendall you and i experienced lockdowns in the most lockdown city in the world mm. yeah you know so we know a thing about lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> we do. You know, um, we were lucky that we all had each other, even though it was online. Mm-hmm. And whenever things would ease, we did have that contact w- with one another. Mm-hmm. For sure. But yeah. not not easy, even in those circumstances. So I, I do like how, you, how you've talked about Bo Burnham's, you know, struggle with mental health. And I actually like how that's incorporated yeah. in this. Yeah. I think one of the things that I like about comedy, and there's different ranges and types of comedy and styles of comedy my favorite type of comedy is when there is that vulnerability yeah i think and it's probably because i do like 
my comedy with a bit of, you know, a darkness and edginess. Yeah. And <laughs> naturally that vulnerability almost lends to that because it's very human. Mm. It's almost, you know, breaking through that facade that comedy has that everything is, is fine. But but this is very relatable. Phil, did you watch this while you were in lockdown or did you yeah, also we, after it? Yeah. So I watched it a, maybe a week after its release. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we were... In, definitely still locked yeah yeah because yeah, i feel like the experiences would be different and of course everyone is experiencing lockdown differently to other people yeah, so yeah. Um, it's, there's no hard and fast rule this is the first time i've engaged with this and i also agree it's, it is a, a wonderful time capsule mm-hmm. really yeah. because it's one thing to sort of i think be in lockdown watching it oh yeah i'm going through that too or oh no i haven't reached that point yet or oh yeah i can relate to that mm. but i think coming out of lockdown and we've been fortunate that we've been out of lockdown for quite a while now mm. you know things are pretty much close to normal as, as they can in the, yeah. in the circumstances that yeah. we're in for sure um watching this it was almost like i don't want to say nostalgia oh i, <laughs> I remember when <laughs> but no but it did have that very strong feeling of I can relate. One hundred percent. And I think this is one of the strengths about this is that so many people can relate to this, even if this type of comedy is not your thing. Mm. Uh, again, this is a strength of this film is because the artist, the central figure, is allowing himself to be vulnerable. Mm. So, like, I've never heard of Bo Burnham before, um, so this is my introduction to him. Uh, and I, and I <laughs> did, like, I had to chuckle to myself because one of the very first things I asked was, is he really that tall? Because he sort of dusted <laughs> me into that room and then he acknowledges it when he's having that wonderful little skit as the gamer yeah. there. It's like, yeah. is he tall or is that just a small room? And I just, oh, that's, that's kind of lovely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a nod. Yeah, so, but as an introduction, I really enjoyed this. I think he's such a relatable person and incredibly clever. Oh. Incredibly clever. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of the humour for me, if there was no visual here, if it was just the, the songs, I would have still been laughing along. Mm. But he is so talented that he knows how to use his visuals. Mm. It's not just about fancy lighting or camera angles no. or, or anything like that. But like one of the, the highlights for me, for example, is like when he's singing FaceTime with my mom tonight, <laughs> um, you know, that he's also, you know, mouthing some actions, like swearing about <laughs> remove your thumb yeah. and oh, hi dad. You know, like things like that. Like there is this, legitimate acting like it's Mm. you know he's a talented actor i mean we know he's a funny Mm. comedian he does what but in terms of performing acting Mm. there's a real talent here like it's and i don't know if he's trained as an actor because again i don't know anything about him besides (laughs) this little window into his world but i was really impressed you know he knows how to convey his emotions he knows how to you know, make a gag more effective through facial expressions, body language. He's somebody who has really crafted his craft well. So, yeah, so this was, this was quite lovely. Mm, very much. I want to talk a little quickly about the themes um, that he sort of brings up. So you've mentioned mm. the, you know, the depression mm. and all that sort of thing. But there's also a lot of self, that sort of very self-referential when he talks about being a white man, yeah. talking about political stuff. Yeah. And, uh, should we be laughing at this point? You know, should we, is it time to laugh? Is it? Which I think is a very interesting point because 
on one hand, famously, comedy is just tragedy plus time. Yeah. And if no time has passed, is it really comedy? But, as I said, for him, it, they were coming out of the lockdown when it was um, released. I think in America around that time, the first sort of vaccines were starting to yeah. come out, whereas, again, very different from an Australian point of view. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's also, again, that sort of... Can a comedian be talking about this sort of stuff? And that's something that we see time and time again, you know? We we recently had a scandal with Netflix's show with uh, Dave Chappelle. Again, talking about things. Should he be talking about that? Shouldn't he? Does Should he be more educated first? Etc, etc, etc. And I think Bo Burnham really is hitting some nerves with this idea of, well... It's almost like the subtext is everyone thinks I'm this genius. Everyone thinks I'm brilliant. Mm. But just because I'm good at a thing doesn't mean I now get to have an opinion on everything. Mm. That was one of my favorite themes that ran through this is about that very old saying, you know, just because, you know, you can have a say, it doesn't mean you should, or, you know, you might have an opinion about something, it doesn't mean you have to express mm-hmm. it. And I mm-hmm. was ready to jump off my couch and start <laughs> yes. cheering, uh, you know, like, can't, just, just the spiel. Yeah. Can we like be quiet for an hour? Yeah. yeah. Like honestly, and it's also, it's that whole point. Cause now it's not just expressing an opinion to the next door neighbor over the fence or when mm. you're catching up with a mate for coffee. Mm. It's not that. It is now I need to tell the world on every single social media platform that I have. And we're all guilty of it, myself included, you Mm. know, like, and I'm not being like soapboxy or anything like that. Because again, you've got opinions, Mm. you are definitely within your rights to express them. Thoughts are important. But I think really he's talking about more the toxic side of it. Yeah, for sure. That you can choose to express an opinion respectfully Mm -hmm. or you can choose to be an absolute bastard about it. Yeah. (laughs) Quite, you know, and so, but I was like, I got amen, brother. Like, Mm. you know, there was... This is the way it was expressed, and I know it was played for humor, but it was yeah. There was it comes from a legitimate sense of frustration. I think you know yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. Give me that soundbite. I want it. Like honestly, (laughs) it is that's what I need. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to play it when somebody starts sounding off. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And it goes even further into you know talking about brands and how yeah. There's that little uh, advert piece, as it were talking point where it's like this guy's talking about how brands need to be on the pulse so they can sell more stuff and it is this cynicism it's this it's this you know is the world really what we want it to be Mm. and and I I think it goes with a lot of things I've said for years that you know I don't want a politician telling me whether or not climate change is happening for example as Mm. an example I want the politician to tell me what they're going to do about it. Yeah, because exactly. the scientists have said this. Right. So, mm-hmm. And I think that's what he's sort of touching at, that not everyone needs an opinion on the, every bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Let the experts talk about that, then the next people talk about you know, what can be done about this expert yeah. opinion. And, and yeah, you just... I mean, ironically, we're doing it right now. But yeah. in, it's, in saying that, though, yeah. it never escaped me that... Himself is benefiting from all of these things from social media, from expressing an opinion from the internet, all the things he's critiquing. 
And he is aware of this, obviously. Yeah. Very much. Um, you know, even commenting about his white privilege. Mm. Yeah. But, that, but, but I found that quite interesting because at the end of the day, if you are in a position that you're in, regardless mm. of what, whatever reasons, you're born into, you know, mm. privilege. You own it or it is given to you, however you have it. Mm-hmm. You, when you've got the opportunities that you have, it is on you to do whatever really you want to do with it. If you want to better yourself, better others, waste it, be more resourceful with it, however you want to use it. And I do sometimes feel like that, you know, someone like Bo, for example, it would be a loss not to have him mm. doing what he does. Yeah. You know, so he is aware of it. He is critical of it, but he's still using it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But why shouldn't he? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I love the way he does use it in, in the fact of, like, this whole thing is, like, acknowledging the world has effectively stopped. It has effectively yeah. ended, mm. as he so says yeah. multiple times. And he's reflecting on it all of the kind of ills mm. of our mm. society and the fact that we've had this coming. Mm-hmm. And we deserve this. <laughs> and here's everything that we've done wrong. And this is, you know, how I feel about it. Yeah. And what maybe should be done about it. Let's just use this time to focus on these negative things about humanity and how we can turn it around. Yeah. But hey, we're not gonna. <laughs> so, no, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I always find these sort of things very fascinating because... On one hand, yeah, it is the mirror. It is the, the mirror up to society mm-hmm. and and it's all well and good to be doom and gloom. But then also, if you look back in history, we've always thought like this. Yeah. We've always, you know, there's always been change. There's always been, you know, people vying for power. There's always been people resenting that power. There's always 100%. been people... I mean, you know, it's all well and good to say how horrible the world is now, but... 90% of the working class people aren't living in feudal England. Yeah, yeah. Or feudal Europe, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, that, that to me is also another side of it that, you know, yes, things are horrible and we need to be looking at it, but it's also, let's just take a step back and go, well, hang on, how horrible are things yeah i mean it makes d- sense? yeah and i think perspective is everything because of course i know that's know, got nothing to do with what he's talking about i'm now going on a, a historical <laughs> <tent>. <laughs> yeah but yeah but no like perspective is everything you know because mm. also because the working class is not the working class anymore mm. right you know you've got teachers who are middle class and carpenters and electricians were working class and the the pay scale reflected that. No, not anymore. You know. Welcome um, to Fred fights the bourgeoisie. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Because now you also have the working poor. Yeah. You know. So there is a lot to be critical of. Mm. He touches upon this all too briefly in <laughs> Unpaid Intern. Yes. yes. Now, I absolutely love this song, and I got a little annoyed. When he cut it short. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then when I saw why he cut it short, I was like, you fucking genius. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was not the gag. That was the setup yeah. to a brilliant gag. gag. Yeah. Yeah. So with that amazing segue on my part, <laughs> how good was that whole sequence? The reaction uh... to my reaction to my reaction. Like, just very clever. Mm. I just yeah. So funny. My goodness. Such a good way to use 
the internet to send up the internet. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, yeah. and he does that a couple of times throughout yeah. the whole special. But it's just so. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's a and it kind of sums up the almost the entirety of Inside, really, like or most of it, really, just mm. with the whole you know commentary on certain aspects of how the world works, and then you know putting the comedic spin of it this putting the satire in it you know i just yeah it's it's so it's so funny like it's like who thinks to do that <laughs> who thinks to do that and i i too i remember watching it first and i'm like oh why is it only like, it's like a minute long <laughs> yeah it's so good <laughs> so that skit if i recall correctly caused another comedic youtuber jack's films to delete one of his videos. Right. Oh, because really? Because he had done, maybe a year before, mm-hmm. there was this thing, okay, the long story of, a, of it is that um, there's this thing where on Twitter it has Twitter for Android. And so he just did a screenshot of this Twitter for Android and then him tweeting Twitter for Android and mm-hmm. then screenshot it and then put it in so it became like the mirror effect. Right. Yeah. Then he did another one where he would just... Every morning, he would look at the camera, go, and then he put that into a cascade video. And he did a live stream of watching Bo Burnham Mm. on Twitch. And when it got to that point, he just stopped and he went... My work is garbage. Uh, <laughs> went on an and deleted that video. I think it's now back up, but yeah. he was oh, so wow. angry. And, and just for a little while after that, in his videos, he'd go, God, I wish I was by Bernie. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, what a compliment. You are that good that another creative has to delete their work because they are not you. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. But um, with all that, just the songs in general. Yeah. So I think, obviously, this is a song-heavy mm. piece. Mm-hmm. What do we think? What are we? What are our oh, just... favourites? What are our least favourites? No, I don't think I have a least favourite. I don't think it's possible. Yeah, no, uh, the music is just, yeah. Like, musical comedy has always sort of been a thing I've been interested in, but not overly. Like, I suppose up until now, the extent of my love for musical comedy is Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Always been a fan of his. Yeah. Um, but yeah, watching Bo do these songs, I just love the fact that he's... It's all like it's all synthesizers, it's all electronic mm. and, and all of that stuff, except for the parts where he's playing actual piano or keyboard. And I just kind of love that retro sort of sound he uses, which kind of lends to the whole, like, you know, <laughs> let's think about the way the world used to be yeah, yeah. when things were normal and all this stuff. So, um, so that's really nice. But no, the songs are just so, so good, so cleverly written. Like the way he rhymes words. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite thing because I mean I love poetry I love to write poetry and I'm always I always love when you can things land in terms of rhyming yeah and he he crushes that every mm. time every single song it's just so it's just so complex and so well crafted it's I yeah um, if I had to pick a favorite song it is far and away welcome to the internet yeah, um, same. after I first heard that I used to sing it at home <laughs> around the house during lockdown. Um, <laughs> Because we went back into lockdown after this one came out. Yeah, so that's that's got to be my favourite song. It's just so... I love just, again, the way it talks about the internet, the different examples of how just s- stupid crazy the internet is. Absolutely. And how it's become. But then how it's also like turning it on its head and it's actually um, this malevolent presence mm. in all of our lives 
that's worked its way in. Absolutely. Like that maniacal laugh he does. Mm. Oh, I adore it. It gives me, it gives me fucking chills. It's just, yeah, it's just brilliant. And I, I have to also shout out my, probably my second favorite song, um, That Funny Feeling. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the one song in there that I feel like he really kind of feels the seriousness of, yeah. of everything. Yeah. The gravitas kind of comes through and just the lyrics of that, like some of them are a bit funny, but they're supposed to make you feel sort of that weird way. Yeah. And I just love the line. Like there's a few lines in that song I really love, but my favorite line is um, uh, a gift shop at the gun range and that's shooting at the mall. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh yeah. <laughs> and do you know what the sad thing is mm. that that you know that line that rhyming scheme is going to be relevant to american society for the unforeseeable future yeah so you know um so you're right it is such a brilliant line one of the things i really like is how he does um observational comedy Mm -hmm. um I know it's silly, but my goodness, white woman's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. The whole time I was going, it's true. It's, it's true. true. I've done it. I'm a white woman. <laughs> and I have, there's literally a photo on Instagram of a glass of wine. And, and, I can show you right now. And Kendall, I've liked it. Yeah, you I've, probably did. I've endorsed it. <laughs> I've, uh, gone, I've just gone the whole time. I've gone, it's so true. I just, yeah, oh, yeah. I just think the way he's done that sequence and also just the set pieces and props he's used, mm. that just shot of him in the rain yeah. <laughs> in inverted commas. I was like, it's really clever craftiness, yeah, my friend. Yeah. That that one, I just, I just adored. But, you know, like for me, I'm just kind of like, I don't think that that's really a critique. It's observational. White women, if you want to take photos of yourself <laughs> with your wine and dancing in the rain or with your lollipop, you do you. It's, you know what? If anything, it's probably some of the least toxic stuff online. Yeah. Go for it. You just live your best lives, yeah. white women. Yeah. <laughs> do it. As long as you ain't being Karens, you're okay. Absolutely. Um, you know, but that that one I just I just adored. Um, FaceTime with my mum, as I mentioned before, was just a wonderful, so for me, in terms of an introduction of who this performer is, yeah. was the perfect way to introduce me to him. Mm-hmm. Um, I really did like that. And, and of course, Welcome to the Internet as well was was fantastic. There's, yeah, there's quite a few highlights here. I don't know if all of them landed to the degree that I wanted them to. Okay. But my goodness, when he hits it, he absolutely hits it. And he most definitely does that more often than not. So yeah, Phil, do you have any other highlights besides Welcome to the Internet? I very much, I can't remember, um, like I'm looking at the list as we speak behind the curtain. Um, It's either content or comedy, but it's the one where he's talking about should I be doing this as a white man? Should yeah. I be doing this? Yeah, that's comedy. That's comedy? There yeah, you go. Comedy. Um, so I really did like that one because it is, you know, especially with all the visuals, mm-hmm. he's sitting there writing with two hands and he's right there. But it, it, for me, that is that sort of, as a comedian, as a comedic writer, there is that fear of being an imposter. Imposter syndrome. Yeah. 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 So it is. It's that fear of being an imposter. It's that fear of... Well, should I be doing this for money? Should I be doing this? Mm. Should I be exploiting tragedies for laughs and mm. and being paid for it? And mm. does the world really need another white man's voice yeah. to be the guiding voice on this one? Mm. Or should I maybe step back and let someone else do it? 
and, and, and choices and, now. Yeah, choices. Like and, we've got choices online now. Oh you no, know definitely, I mean? yeah. definitely. Yeah, and um, yeah, that one really hits hard. Plus, when he's dancing around with that, I, I honestly see Michael Lister. Yes, I, our beautiful <laughs> friend and one-time co-host, <laughs> yes. Michael Lister. Yeah, they, there, there's a bit of Listerisms there. Uh, yes, um, very much so. You know, so and uh, just picking up on that, Phil, one of the songs that I think was actually the most effective in terms of social commentary and critique, How the World Works. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just, yes. you know what, like it was so beautifully presented and I thought, okay, here's a bit of fun, it's a bit play school-esque, yeah. you know, mm. and then there's Socko, um, <laughs> who... Just as a bit of a, of a side note, there's a wonderful wrestler called Mankind, and he had a sock called Socko. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, but it was very dirty and gross. Um, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I was straight away, I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> You've had a wash, and now you're over here. <laughs> but um, I just love, like, really how scathing a critique it is. Yeah. And it's almost, especially that, that the ending how disturbing it is. Like yeah. we laugh because it's hilarious. Yeah. But that message is a sledgehammer oh, to yeah. its audience. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. That, and Brilliant. you know, and again, like, you know how I've said that I've liked sort of dark edges with comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, that bit where you've just got him and that sock in that little bit of a standoff of power play, you know, in look at me. So like that type of thing, you can apply that to any power play and any power position anywhere in the world even today Mm -hmm. and for me it was just amazing and again talking about acting spot on 100 percent because don't even ask me how he does it how much emotion does he put in that sock? Yeah. Like you actually googly eyes on the sock. It's just a sock. You can, but like you really actually feel this emotion, this, you know, being deflated because, you know, you've been put in your place. And yes, I know like, you know, there's dubbing and all of this because it's supposed to be like a ventriloquist act and whatever. that, That doesn't matter. Just the overall outcome is incredible it was so effective mm-hmm. it was so amusing but it was hard hitting at the same time yeah just brilliantly framed brilliantly performed talk about highlights like that one i think out of all of the songs that one definitely is up there with really pushing this message through and really um endorsing the themes of, of, of this special like i i just thought it was amazing yeah yeah, yeah well said yeah mm-hmm I liked it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but yeah, it's it's also. I think something that is really good about Bo's work here, though, is also that it's different people's experiences. And I know this is with any medium, but really hit hard here. Different people's experiences and beforehand knowledge really hits hard as well, mm. because you're just talking about that there. Mm. Whereas for me, it's almost. Socko's over-the-top, aggressive talking points about, you know, uh, uh, you know, the Communist Manifesto mm. uh, 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 talking points. Having been on the internet for so long and being part of the internet culture for so long, when someone starts talking like that, it is very much a switch-off moment. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, here we go again. Someone's read Karl Marx. Yeah. Uh, it, it's... You know, the, you haven't sort of gone past that base level of 
what's happening here and say, oh, look at the real world, mate, you need to... But he almost uses that, I think, so that people that haven't been exposed to that sort of culture mm. take the, you know, as you say, that dynamic of uh, uh, master-slave, yeah. master-owner, power play stuff. Mm. Whereas someone like myself who's had that, it's you have that initial gut reaction of switch off, but then you see the consequence of that in that power play. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should have listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's such an incredible sequence. Mm. And there's so many of them as well. Like, just, you know, we'd be here forever. Oh. Uh, you know, just mentioning. But, you know, you do just glimpse it. Like, there's just flashes of such brilliance here. But there's so many of them. It's almost blinding. Yeah. Just even him sitting by the clock waiting to turn 30. Yeah. Oh, There's something. Goodness. Because I have to say, I'm somebody who loved turning 30. <laughs> and I felt like it's, it's it's a number. It's all in your head. But, mm. you know, because it is. I just remember I almost felt like this freeing sensation turning 30. <laughs> Don't ask me why. I just felt like stuff that I was worrying about in my 20s were really irrelevant were just so minuscule that nothing really you know didn't really matter anymore that I've got more priorities and better priorities and my priorities right and like just all of this stuff again the clock strikes midnight and suddenly you have this revelation don't ask me why (laughs) this is the way we're wired right Uh, so that was interesting to observe but it was one of my favourite things is actually turning 30 so it was interesting seeing this but again, he's linking it to accomplishments and achievements. Yeah. Um, and, you know, somebody who is now very well out of his 30s, mm-hmm. he's now getting glimpses of that. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky well. you. Yeah. <laughs> Things for you to look forward to, folks. <laughs> Sometimes it's just little moments. Like, you know, the songs are fantastic. They're mm. really good. Mm-hmm. But they're just these little moments that just peak, I think. Yeah. Well, if you want to talk about some of the, the little moments, like I, the way he edits in like quick shots of certain other mm. like images. Yeah. Um, like for example, earlier on in the show, uh, I think it's after the first couple of songs and there's just this kind of quiet moment where you're, the camera's, you know, showing us different views of the workspace, the workspace and then, and you're know, watching him set things up, set up shots, set up lights, what if, mm. what have you. And then you'll just get these shots of his face with more hair. Yeah. And yeah, a longer from beard on, from yeah. later on. Mm. Like quickly, and one of my favorite examples of that was when just randomly he's like, Well, he's talking about not killing himself after his talk, just after 30, for yeah. example. At the end, he says, I'll kill myself when I turn 40. <laughs> he's like, Just for the record, I'm not. I'm not going to kill myself. I have no intention of killing myself, and I don't want people to do that, etc. You know, and goes on this rant, but then it cuts out of that, and you see him down the track mm. and that video of him talking about not killing himself yeah. is projected onto him yeah. and he has the longer hair and the longer beard and he's just sitting there it's looking miserable. very yeah. you can feel the weight mm. of the depression yeah. of that moment and it's just and, stunning yeah. <laughs> like and, and, and the profound fact, no you're right and the fact yeah. that it you know it's projected on him it shows that that is a part of him mm. it's almost internalised but he's literally wearing it yeah he's wearing those feelings those thoughts those words those emotions yeah you're right again like some moments are just where he just peaks i think he absolutely peaks Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and then like even i know this bit goes on a little bit longer but at the very end when he finally spoilers 
goes outside. <laughs> but then the spotlight's on the door and he's trying to get back in. It's a very slapstick sort of moment when he's trying to get back back inside because it's sort of touching on the anxieties of the real world. The fact that he had panic attacks mm. on stage mm, in previous yeah. shows. Uh, it's almost like, no, 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 I want to be back inside. I want to be back where I can control things. I want to be back. I want to go back to that. Well, so many of us were fearful to go back into the real world. Yeah. yeah. We, be, we got it, yeah, yeah, we got accustomed to, you know, being inside. We, you know, we were able to work from home mm-hmm. or leave our space to go to work and then come back. There was no in-between. Some of us couldn't work, mm. but we still made do. And I, yeah, I think we've all felt that anxiety. I most certainly did. Mm. Yeah, there were me too. there were times when you know, in between lockdowns, because you know, being in Melbourne, we had six. Sometimes you would the numbers would increase, or you would hear mm. stories and things, and you would just say, "Please give me another lockdown." Like mm. I want a lockdown. Oh yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Let's just lock this down. Yeah. Let's just, that part of fear and anxiety came into it, mm. um, and then we sort of, and I guess this is more pre-vaccines. Yeah, than anything because I feel definitely. like our attitudes as you know this part of the world it's the only one we can really speak of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, w- you know there was a shift once but, you know we knew it wasn't the golden ticket no. but we knew it was mm. going to make things better um, and it most certainly has mm. you know because mm-hmm. you know now the numbers are you know numbers are huge and we're just like well, we're still <gasps> yeah. going on right but you know we it's now it's now about you know herd immunity and stuff mm. like that because yeah. we've got that little bit of a barrier but that moment where you're right it's played for slapstick mm. and you've got that you know the, the laugh track and stuff like that mm. but you know all of us sort of like watching don't find it amusing we can relate to it yeah and also because it's at the end where it should be We've seen the journey towards this. Mm. We understand why mm-hmm. he's feeling this way. Oh, yeah. It's a clever moment, and it's mm. done incredibly well. Yeah. For sure. It really is. And there's a little bit of sort of trivia that I want to play with, and I really want to know from his... Like, I'd love to find out from his point of view. With comedy, a lot of stuff is, like, characters or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it is sort of made-up stuff. Yeah, And, of and again, no one's, no one's pretending that it's not. But this was filmed at his house, but in the guest house okay. on, on his property or home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing's set up to act as if he's living in... In, the, in there the, the whole space, time, the whole yeah, time yeah. He's by himself. Oh, of course. But he was actually with his partner at the time. Yeah. I don't know where they're at now, but <laughs> you know, he was with his partner for a good chunk of that. I want to. I'd love to know just from the mechanics and just from a create fellow creator. Did he actually put himself into self isolation to do this work? Mm. I. I really want to experience because a lot of performers do that that whole method acting or yeah that whole, sure or whether was this you know do a day of filming go back inside you know separated work from life sort of thing either way it's still amazing I'm not trying to yeah. berate or belittle and go oh well he didn't actually stay in the room but it'd be really fascinating because I wouldn't put it past a comedian like himself to actually go no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm staying in this house and mm. I'm isolating myself and mm. until this work is done. I wouldn't put it past someone like that, you know? But I feel like also if you were living with somebody, you know, you if you had somebody with you, uh, it doesn't necessarily make isolation easier or better. So no, no, no. Even though he's no. presenting it as he was there by himself the whole time, 
you can still feel lonely even if you're with the most wonderful partner in the world or you know you've got that support network Mm -hmm. um, especially if you're prone to panic attacks and um, you know Mm. mental health concerns uh, as well but it would be interesting to know how much of his time he chose to isolate to allow himself to to feel these emotions and experiences because that would feed into the writing and into the performance because you know he had a partner at the time maybe still does none of that is referenced in his material he does talk still about having connections through facetime and and so still sexting yes and Mm -hmm. you know uh, but you know he does have that whole thing you know just before sexting talking about oh i'm horny you know like like, so they're still talking about that you know wanting that physical contact yeah yeah things like that so yeah no it's a good point phil like it'd be interesting to sort of know his approach and method but you know when you know we're all creatives here when you are in the creative process regardless of who you've got around you Mm. it's still a very lonely process Because only you know 100% what is in your head mm-hmm. and heart and, you know, what, what you're feeling and what you want to project. And it doesn't matter how you explain it to someone. It's never there 100% articulated or they'll never get it 100%. It's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even this project, regardless of the support network he would have had, it still would have been a very isolating experience, mm. I think. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Especially because he's pretty much the complete creative team yeah on this not yeah. just writing and performing but he's he's filming it he's editing it mm. he's you know he's uh, doing his own you know wardrobe and everything yeah. like all the little bits and bobs that usually uh, you know you'd have a whole team of people mm. it's just him yeah and so. you see that at the start you know how he's measuring out you know, he shows some of the setup he's measuring out distances he's playing with the lights to see whether a thing he's got in his head will actually work I'm not going to lie, I would love that opportunity yeah. um, just to fiddle and play and mm. be, oh, let's see what happens. You did, Phil. You had six lockdowns. <laughs> yes. Yeah, where's your inside? <laughs> it's coming in October. <laughs> so, Kendall, final thoughts and score out of five. Ah, final thoughts and score out of five. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. How do, I, how do I sum this up? <laughs> I just... Yeah, it's been it's just been wonderful to revisit this special and be able to like, you know, discuss it with the two of you because I just I just really enjoy it so much. Like every song is just fantastic, beautifully written, composed, just very very timely commentaries and analysis of society and the world and the way we should maybe you know listen to him on certain things mm. and maybe change change our our ways. Uh, uh, I guess, and you know, but you know, like I said before, I don't think we will. But it's just, it's just, it's just so funny. It's just brilliant. I'm so glad we have it. One of the things that I kind of took away from it, though, off, like, why I remember the first time I saw it while I was watching, I'm like, I'm, I should just stop <laughs> trying to create anything because <laughs> I'm never gonna make anything this good because it's just that on point for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just brilliant. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say. Other than five out of five for me. <laughs> Wayne, my dear. Yes, my darling. Final thoughts and a score out of five. I love everyone's enthusiasm for this special, especially from somebody who uh, came in not knowing anything about it, mm. hadn't heard of it, did not know who Bo Burnham was. Mm. Uh, Philip, thank you for introducing me to the him. Um, what a wonderfully creative individual we have here. Uh, I love the way he comments on the world. I love the way that he allows himself to be vulnerable. 
I love how engaging he is. I love the technical side to this production. It is just phenomenal that someone can do all this by themselves. And I'm sure there were people to maybe help along the way or with suggestions or who knows. It doesn't matter. The focus is him and our attention is on him the whole time. He invites us into this little room that he is in and we're isolating with him. And I think, I think I'm better for having seen this once isolation has has, has sort of come and gone mm. after all the lockdowns because, you know, like how I articulated incredibly badly using the term nostalgia, but it was this sort of like, yes, I remember when. Yeah. Um, it wasn't that long ago as mm. of this recording, but it feels a long time ago. Yeah. It does. It, because And I think it's because once out of lockdown, we've then just gone to do so much. Mm. And now we're sort of back to a normalcy that we took for granted before. Yep, very much. Yeah, very much. Very, very much. Um, I just, yeah, uh, time capsule is the perfect word for it, um, Kendall, as you mentioned. And I think it captures it really well. Some wonderful songs here, too. Uh, this is a standard of comedy that will be influential for, I think, generations to come in terms mm. of comedians. Mm. Five stars from me. Nice. <laughs> yep, so I definitely agree with everything you guys have said. It's absolute benchmark now of a comedy and also really shows that you don't need I mean Bo Burnham started on YouTube mm-hmm. he started I think he was just you know uploading stuff to show to his brother back in 2006 <laughs> sort of thing yeah and he grew in the YouTube space and then was able to break out into the mainstream and really I think he's done some other Netflix specials but I really Mm. think Inside's where the entire world Mm. basically got to know him I think so and it it helps that he's got the technology that he does like he has a lot of equipment that so many don't have access to but in saying that he has earned that he is oh, right. yeah. And but, because he's earned that, he's able to produce this. But yeah. also, and I think where I was going more, is that it actually shows that you don't need all that much. Mm. He didn't need... Yes, he's got all this equipment, but he doesn't have a crew to yeah. help him do it. And like, yeah, okay, I'm not saying that equipment's cheap, but it's also... You can get stuff like it. Mm. Once you get yourself a good camera you could get most of those lights or the cheaper versions of them mm. quite cheaply on eBay. Yeah. You could get second-hand gear. And what I'm trying to drive at is it really shows that you could do something amazing without all the extra stuff that people think it does. And it really, I think this really shows that the YouTube mentality of, I'll, I'll do it myself, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, the... Uh, get it done the, the cheap do it on the cheap all this sort of stuff mm-hmm. has broken into the mainstream now and it is, I think yeah it's really shown that anyone can do this mm-hmm. you know what I mean in in the best of ways yeah. not in the oh well, I could do that it's mm-hmm. really more in the best of ways and I just think yeah it's absolutely inspirational to all comedians out there all, all artists out there really, yeah. that yeah. you know in the worst of times, mm. you can still come out with something so very much brilliant. Yeah. Five out of five wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wayne, yes, mate. What is in store for us next time? Well, Phil, we talked music, we talked nostalgia. Don't hate me. 
We're right. going to Rydal High and seeing if Greece is still the word. Oh! <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, I've been Wayne Stellini. I've been a Kendall Richardson. And I've been a Philip Hunting. And, and you've, you've just, just experienced, experienced Fred Watch. New music. So long. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> 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 Get back inside, Bill. Back inside. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Blooper reel. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. Whoa. I'm a Philip Hunting. I'm a Kendall Richardson. And I'm a Wayne Stellini. And welcome to Fred Watch, where we view and review films, everything from the mainstream to the obscure. Kendall, what's highlight? Oh, that's so (laughs) cool. Do you know what? Because as I was saying it, I'm like, this wasn't a movie. We shouldn't say films. Where we review everything. We just do that. Yes, yeah. we review everything from the I was like thinking as why I was talking. We, yeah, why have we, we've never said that before. We do say films. We always say films. Yeah. The thing Are you is... sure? Because yeah. we, cause we do do... That's the thing. When we don't do films, we just delete it. Just we didn't this time. Oh. Yeah. That's why it threw me. I was just like, hang on, yeah. Um, all right. Because we don't really do like not films. Yeah, you say yeah. films. Yeah. yeah. We don't do like um, like TV a lot. Yeah. That's why, yeah. Mm. Alrighty. Can we just go from the top? Yep. Yeah, sure. All right. I don't know if I'm going to change. Because Moisey's been like, Kendall, welcome back. <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? It's been a while, right? Mm-hmm. And this is about being in lockdown. Mm-hmm. So I think I might just acknowledge that. That yeah. we're together. It's, go uh, for it. That lockdown is such a thing of the past now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All righty. I've been watching recently a little YouTube series called mm. Dimension 20, mm. a Star Trek, <clears throat> a Star Struck Odyssey. Today we're reviewing Bo Burnham's answer to 2020, Inside. Start singing, Phil. No. <laughs> Welcome to my podcast, have a look around. You know I expect an outro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was our podcast. And then you got to work through a way to go and see. <laughs> Alrighty. So that oh, yes. So Kendall, tell what you think of Inside Tonight. <laughs> see why it took me three hours. To yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that only took three hours. Like that is amazing. Yeah. Like yeah, it's, it's so good. Very well done. Very well done. Yeah. Shucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll just go and... Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, when I'm ready. All right, cool. Welcome to a podcast. Have a look around. Bo Burnham in 21 made something to astound. He wrote up a slideshow, but then was locked down. So he asked... Nip, 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 nip. Welcome to his Netflix show. He's got skits and songs. It's holding up a mirror to what Bo Burnham finds wrong. It's zany and it's funny. We're inside both brain. It's tough.
It roasts the internet, all the good and bad. A communist soft puppet, all just Rogan getting mad. Three Emmys, a Grammy, and critics delight. So Kendall, what you got? Think, oh, so close. Welcome to our podcast. Have a look around. Bo Burnham in twenty one. Blah 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 blah. Merry Christmas, Wayne. Welcome to his Netflix show. He's got skits and songs. It's holding up a mirror to what Bo Burnham finds wrong. It helps if you keep to the regular track. And don't try to make up any old slack. It roasts the internet, all the good and bad. A communist sock puppet, call your mother getting sad. Three Emmys, a Grammy, and critics delight. So Kendall, what you think of... Oh, right at the end! Welcome... Like, one of the, the highlights for me, for example, is like when he's singing Face Tump. So yeah, so this was this was quite lovely. Mm, very much, very much. That's oh, you, mate. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was very happy listening. Yeah, to that. Oh, sorry, thank you. sorry. <laughs> um, no, um, I don't know what to take from themes. that. That was really nice. Yeah, just go themes. Again, you know, we recently had a scandal with Netflix's uh, show for. Oh, I had his name. I'm Dave so, Chappelle. Dave Chappelle, thank you. I think something that is really good about Bo's work here is also... I would love that opportunity. Yeah. Oh, right. Just to fiddle and play and mm. be, oh, let's see what happens. You did, Phil. You had six lockdowns. <laughs> yes. Yeah, where's your inside? <laughs> it's coming in October. <laughs> <laughs> because we saw how that worked out. Look, <laughs> Maybe a stage show wasn't the smartest move for me, but you know. Hey, look, it's fine, you know. What do you mean? Everyone supports the arts. Yeah. <laughs> Looks to camera. <laughs> yeah. We gotta wrap it up. Yeah. Was, yeah that's yeah. you, isn't it, Wayne? Uh, no, because you go final thoughts, mate. Okay. Yeah. Wayne. Kendall. Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness, that mic is peaking. <laughs> Sorry, I'll try it differently. Okay, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. So, Kendall. <laughs> <clears throat> so. <laughs> need to give me a moment. Uh, I need to get it out of my system. <laughs> this is why we don't record at 11 o'clock at night anymore. Uh, <laughs> Okay, I'll behave. <clears throat> well, first of all, I love everyone's enthusiasm for this special, this film. Uh, it's film special. 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 Yeah. Mm. It really shows that you don't need... I mean, Bo Burnham started on the... Oh. 
I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Philip Hunting. No, you haven't no, been. I haven't, <laughs> Her name is highlighted, Philip. <laughs> I only focus on the uh, no, old no. bits. <laughs> Nostalgia. <laughs> If anything in today's discussion has triggered upsetting or harmful thoughts, or if you are experiencing personal difficulties, please seek advice from a trusted family member, friend, or medical practitioner. Australian residents can receive support at times of crisis by calling Lifeline on 13, 11, 14, or through their website, lifeline.org.au. In an emergency, please call triple zero.